Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to this week's episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matty Peverell, joined as always by my co-host, Marky D, Marky Davison. Mark, apart from the technical issues that we had this morning, we're here, we're happening, we called the audible, we, you know, responded, we changed the game plan up at halftime, and here we are, ready to rock and roll. How you going? I'm pretty good, man. I'm ready to rock and roll, like you say. It's a nice Sunday morning, nice and sunny in uh, in Australia, and there's been a lot happening. There's been a lot happening in the league. Um, I'm not even sure if we talked about Tom Brady, but he was, you know, I think he might have been this uh, week. Uh, I don't want to talk about Tom Brady. <laughs> I had to bring him up. I'm tired to bring him yeah, up. Right? Not, but he's back. He's challenging the NFC. It's another chance for Steelers to smash him at Heinz Field. TJ Watt to get more sacks against him. Tick the box. Yeah. Nah, just joking. What, do you have anything else you wanted to say about him? I just don't want to talk nah, about I'm just, uh, I'm just saying there's a lot happening in the NFL. Like, it is absolutely crazy. Um, the, the free agent frenzy and the Steelers finally, I think, had one of their best free agent, you know, frenzies in, I reckon, 10 years. We, we did what we needed to do, you know? Mate, we'll we've talk- already got an angry face on Facebook. We've been going a minute and 16 That's- seconds. How's that? What have we done there? Uh, <laughs> what, 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 what have you said wrong in that? I don't, I don't know. Maybe they're a Bucks fan. I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. Anyway, uh, moving on. A couple of housekeeping things quickly. So we got a couple of announcements today. So number one, let's tick it off the book. Um, the show... Judaism changes the SB Nation. Um, the show is that we're going to do actually have to be more around 45 minutes than an hour. Our show is known for occasionally going a bit more than the hour. So Mark and I uh, will be working through like, uh, like I'd like to say clockwork, but we're going to be working really hard, to, you know, to be able to do this um, in that time. But that means definitely load up your questions in the last 10 to 15 minutes of the show. We'll always try and get to questions if, you know, and obviously we, we try and answer questions throughout the show. But just know that there's a certain number of things that Mark and I plan to go through, and it'll be a bit of an adjustment. Um, because Mark, a lot of the listeners don't know, um, and you know, but we've been obviously doing the YouTube for a year and the audio or about a year and a bit, and the audio for um, you know, almost two years now. And the audio side when you and I used to do it used to be like an hour and a half, and then we'd cut it, I'd spend time yeah. cutting it back to an hour. So Mark and I are used to some deep chats about things and always off air if you like in the green room we always always have uh some deep chat so that's the first thing is we are we've got to stick to 45 minutes under the new rules but um you know that's to help all of you guys and it's to help you out if you're listening back on audio and you miss the show um and gives you back a little bit of your weekend it's not that we don't love talking to you um it's just the way way things go the second thing that we're going to announce which doesn't affect things too much on the audio side um but starting next week um, we're going to be moving to a Friday night live time um, around 5 or so p.m. on the East Coast. Um, and so that'll that'll help some of you. You'll be commuting home. That gives you something to kick off your weekend with that's all nice and nice and Steelers. Um, but that's a move that we're making as well to uh, help out a few things around the BTC network and for Mark and I as well. We're not going to change any of the content we give you. We love giving you the content. Um, but this is one that will, will help us all out. You still get Tony Duffio at 9 p.m. So we're doing the double night Friday night. Um, but we know that this might actually help a lot of BTSC listeners. Um, we're Saturday afternoons, in, you know, on the West Coast, Saturday early evening on the East Coast. It's a bit hard to catch us live. So we're hoping most of everyone can be able to shift over to that time, whether you're commuting home or already finished your work week or whatever time it is for you. Um, but obviously, you'll always still have us on the audio side of things. 
Um, and it's also helpful for you guys in season because a lot of the time we know that some people struggle to listen to us with all the other pregame um, activities and shows and commitments that you people have on a Saturday so they can watch Steelers on Sunday. But with that, let's get into the show. Marky D, all the free agency frenzy. We're going to go through it in chronological order. Um, but before we do that, A to F grade. I don't want minuses. I don't want pluses. What do you give the? What grade are you giving overall to the Steelers' free agency so far? And that, in factor in the cuts that we made, not just the acquisitions. Uh, I'm going to give them C for competent. Okay. <laughs> What's what does A stand for? <laughs> oh, no, I Joe C because I just I, you know that came to my mind. Uh, I, I hate giving grades. We're in the off season. Like, okay, we don't want to fall into the trap where we're a Super Bowl team in the off season. But I do like what they've done. I really do. I think they've they've shown up the uh, the O line. They brought in um, you know the cornerback stuff too. I like what they've done with this this team. They brought in the QB. Now we'll have a discussion around the QB as well. Um, I still think there's a there's a chance that Mason can start. I've said that from the last two months that there, ne- there needs to be competition no matter what. And um, yeah, I'm pretty happy what they've done with their money, and it's been, it's been the busiest free free agent period that I've seen in a long time. So I love it. Well, you brought up Brad Jewett. Happy birthday to Brad Jewett. Yeah, uh, you, Brad. you know, it's always good to celebrate a birthday. Uh, March is a good time. Uh, so yeah, happy happy birthday. We hope you're enjoying it. Um, hopefully, what it's your Saturday evening. Hopefully, you got a nice dinner or drinks or something, whatever you want, whatever you like. Um, hopefully something nice is special and planned for that. Always good to celebrate birthdays. We are the BTSC family. Another piece of housekeeping uh, that's been brought up in the live chat. Uh, <laughs> I feel like a print, you know, like a, well, they don't, you have principal in America. What do they call it? The head of the school? What do they call it again? I have a mental no, They've got They've got principals, surely. Is it principal? No, there's yeah. another word that they have no, for it. I'm having dude, a... There is. Have you not seen Simpsons? Principal Skinner. Oh, it is Principal. I was confused with Superintendent Chalmers there. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, they look after the whole district, yeah. No, so the other piece of housekeeping is we we talk about bisky business on this show. We're not talking, you know, Mitch Berg. I don't want, any, I don't want that. I don't want that Mitch Berg. I don't like that Mitch Berg. You have this Mitch Berg stuff? I, look, every, every new player, we put the Berg on the end of it, don't we? Like every single new player. It's, so. it's bisky business. It's bisky business. Risky business, bisky business. This was the opposite. It was good business. I'm just going to call him uh, Mitch because that's it's easier. Mitch. At least it's better than Mason chasing his tail. Anyway, um, so <laughs> let's crack into it. Massive week for the Steelers. Lots of transactions. So let's cycle back to about a week ago, um, you know, for us. So... Steelers, they signed Arthur Mollett to a two-year contract. Mark, what was your what were your thoughts on that? Happy with that? Liked it too much? Yeah, nothing, nothing too big really. But then they went and signed the other blokes too. Um Killebrew and, yeah. and, and, uh, and, and those guys. Well, Killebrew and Mollett are just like special team guys. Um, you kind of need them to fill that role. But nothing truly exciting, I don't think, with Mollett. Uh, I think he played about 30% of the snaps last year. Um, nothing really stands out and says, oh, that's a massive move. But how the the other pieces form together on the defense, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Like, you need that guy to fill in for some snaps. You can't play your starters all the time. So he might be third or fourth cornerback on the roster. Yeah, yeah. I think good depth piece. He knows the defense. Um, I think 
you know, I remember Jeffrey Benedict, you know, did a piece on that how he was being used by the Jets and that it might, he might be better in Pittsburgh. I think he was. Um, you know, these are the sorts of players that you you don't want to be disrupted by. Like you can go out and get all the top tier free agents, but they gotta they gotta take time off the field sometime. Like we see that with like you know, um, Tutska come in for um, or Tutska or we say it, you know, come in to spell TJ. What you want guys that can be spelled, and we need depth at the corner piece. You seem like pretty cheap. I haven't announced the deal, but I, I you know I did see a tweet out there from one of the NFL reporters that it was similar to Killebrew's deal. Um, so Killebrew, obviously, we signed again, as you mentioned him there. I really love that. I thought he was a special teams ace for the Steelers. Really like what he can do. I think, you know, familiar with Terrell Austin, I think that's going to be a real benefit to the Steelers as well. The other piece, and it came out a bit like a couple of days later, I think, technically, but um, it's also hard because you and I are in the future, so something can be announced, but it's always the day ahead for us. So you've got to sort of compute when did it land for us and then when did it land in the US, but I'm just going off the Steelers transaction list. But uh, Chooks, what did you think of the Chooks deal? Man, same kind of thing with the other guys as well. I know I'm bringing the other guys into this, but it's it's a, it's a move that wasn't a, a massive you know, play, but the Steelers don't do that. I kind of like Chooks being there at that, uh, what are we, right tackle? He can yeah. show that bit up there. We have a three-year contract. We now have that, the O-line is, um, looks like it's set besides besides center, right? It looks pretty much set besides center. Who's going to be our center? Um, but I like it. I like just that, you know, once we have a mobile quarterback uh, with Trubisky or Mason, I'm, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not deciding yet, okay? But whoever's going to be a quarterback there, um, yeah, I like the three-year deal because all these fellas are starting to get three-year, two-year deals, and we still have Dan Moore and, and Dotson on the other side. This O-line has already improved by, by bringing him back. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think there's continuity on that O-line where there's a lot of change. I think we know he can play on the left or the right, but he seems to be doing better on the right. I didn't love the money when you heard like 20 mil over the first couple of years, but it is really team-friendly where it's only $4.3 million this year. Then it goes to 13 million next year and then 11 million the year after. Um, you know, ro- roster bonuses of 4 million in both those ye- each of those years. So if he doesn't make it, there's not it's not a massive hit to the Steelers' salary. I think it only ends up being like a $6 million cap hit. Um, at the, you know, if he's cut, you know, next year and then 3 million the following year. So I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty decent, especially when like, you know, over the cap did a did reports on you know thirty free agents before the free agency started, and they had Morgan Moses, who I'd said you know maybe you want to pick up Shannon White, and I were talking about him when you were off recently, you know, and they had him at eight million per year average, um, with fifteen million guaranteed. Chooks is a lot younger. Chooks is probably you know probably played a better when he's on the field. Only allowed I think two sacks last year. You know, stood up against Aaron Donald, you know, in that mm-hmm. performance in 2019 that really set the scene for him. So, look, I didn't – it's hard when you go off the raw numbers. I think there's a couple of million that they've probably paid over for him. But I think, honestly, with the continuity that, that you're going to get on the line, I agree with you. I think it's important to sort of have some stability there and, and have a – you have a lock, right? You know what you're going to get. And it means that even if you wanted to – I think there's other positions they'll go into. We can talk about it later in the show – um, you know, around draft picks. But it means if they went and got like a really good right tackle in the draft, they don't have to start that guy right away, you know? And I think that that's a plus, you know? And then Chooks becomes, 
really good depth piece. If Dan Moore suddenly, I don't think he will, but if he suddenly turns really bad or there's an injury to him, we've got depth there as well. So I wouldn't rule them out from drafting a tackle. I don't think they're going to be drafting interior offensive line unless a guy really stands out in rounds like four or five, a guy like Cole Strange, who's probably going to be drafted in round three anyway. Um, but I think, as you said, like it's just shoring up that tackle spot. Well, right, we know sorry. When, oh, oh, there you sorry. go. No, okay. Oh, I was going to say, we know who we're going uh, with our O-line going into the training camp, I guess. Like last year, we had, what, three? Was it three? No, two rookie starters? Yeah, well, we, um, well, we didn't, because we didn't know about DeCastro till after. We did. We knew about him early camp. We didn't know in OTAs. Yeah. So at least we know we know what we have now with, you know, the other bloke coming in who we'll talk about as well, the right guard. But it, it assures up this O-line and it's going to, hopefully we, we can be better than 32nd, 31st in the run and we can start to run Naji and uh, QB1 spot will hopefully improve too. If it is Trubisky, which is leaning towards that way, but I still won that competition, man. Well, let's get to, yeah, well, yeah, let's get we to that. So like <clears throat> Dwayne Haskins, one year restricted free agent tender. I don't fully love the money that he's being offered at that, at that, at like with that tender, but it saves them having to negotiate. And when we didn't know whether we'd be getting, who would be getting in the free agency. What did you think of the tender? What are your thoughts around Haskins? Yeah. Well, they, they, they brought him in for a reason to, to give him a shot. And this is just like another one where I, th I think, how long do teams have until they can, they can pick up uh, Haskins? Is there a certain time limit? And if they do pick him up, we get, we get a, a first rounder, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, so that is not a bad deal, really. Like You get either keep him as a QB3 or if someone picks him up for a chance because a lot of these teams now, you know, as in the Browns and all these other teams and don't know what they're doing at QB, they're just trading everyone away. So if you if someone picks him up, it's going to be in our favor to get the first round. But is he worth that first round or do we just have him in, you know, lurk, lurking in the shadows going, okay, he can be our QB3 and he might win us a game or two if these other two fellas get injured, right? Or he could be QB too. I like it. I like him being there because we still he's still un, untested and unproven. And people say, oh, he might, he's terrible, he's this. But that was like three or four years ago. All right? Give, give him a chance. Well, so this is the thing because you know what I find interesting <clears throat> is like, and I don't want them to, I, I, I think Trubisky is the clear starter. I don't want them to do, I don't want them to get rid of Mason because Trubisky, the way he plays, you know, he may miss a game or two. They may choose to rest him a game or two, depending on a stretch or like, you know, limit the snaps or whatever it is. Right. But I, where I'm sitting, particularly if they get up in a lead or what have you, but I sort of wonder here with Haskins, that tender with the first round draft pick, you know, like there's going to be very few teams where they want to do that unless something happens um you know that makes them like you know there's a big injury but with everything that's going on with baker and the colts you kind of think the colts have a gap you know you wonder if and i don't know about you know deeply about the scheme fits with him or what have you you kind of wonder if this helps the trade market for mason do you know what i mean like we've got trubisky now haskins <clears throat> the, the compensation's too high whereas a team if they're really in desperate need could probably go oh look do you want a fourth? Like you look at Seattle, right? Right now they've got Drew Locke. Now, yes, they've got the eighth pick in the draft. But, you know, I, I've seen stuff now that's talking about Detroit. Do they fall in love with Malik Willis? Could Malik Willis go as high as number two? If you think about it, Trey Lance sat for a year and Trey Lance, like, you know, was the third pick overall, right? Um, so if you think about it from that perspective and then they can sit him behind Jared Goff, you know, suddenly are the, are the Seahawks at eight or whatever it is going to take 
you know, a Kenny Pickett or a Matt Corral. I don't know, right? And so this is the thing. I just wonder whether it opens up Mason's market. I'm happy they. I'm happy they've kept him. You know, kept him on the roster. I think it's important. But mm. you know, I'm. You know, now we've got Trubisky. I'm a bit more open about who the who the depth guys are, particularly because I would still like to see them draft a quarterback in rounds two or three, um, unless they're completely sold on another guy. In the in, but I'm I, as I say, well, you know, we'll get to Trubisky himself. But you know, I'm a lot more confident on Trubisky than I think some people are. So the next ones were we terminated Zach Banner and Joe Schobert, saving about fourteen million dollars on the roster. That happened. You know, I think it was interesting they terminated. They did the smart thing, like. When I talked about it on War Room this week, I wanted them cut like straight away, but they did the smart thing as the Steelers do, see who you're going to bring in uh, before you make those cuts on the O-line and at linebacker. Um, so that makes it, I guess, thinking about Joe's show, but they brought in Miles Jack. How are you feeling about Miles Jack? Because oh, I'm loving this move, mate. When they have decide you, his number, I'm getting a jersey. Have you got a spare three hours? <laughs> like, Miles Jack is a winner. He has shorn up this defense. So think about this. Alex Highsmith, Cameron Haywood, Alulu, uh, Tuit, Watt, Devin Bush, and now Miles Jack. The front seven will be scary. Look out. I reckon top 10 defense. And this is Easy. why I'm saying it's not going to matter too much who is QB1. And I do want to get in this in this bit of discussion too with the QB1 because why? Well, we will when we get to Trubisky for sure. Oh, but it's yeah, Miles Jack being there in the defense is going to help out whoever is QB one. All right, but it is it is it is one of the best moves I've seen on the defense to bring in a young fellow like that. Now the defense is all around 26, 25 years, like old or average or whatever, and we have Minka in the backfield. It doesn't need to play, um, you know, the run as much anymore. He can he can he can flow around and and, and do stuff like that. And Miles Jack and Devin Bush should connect together and build a, 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 a big duo and become something like massive, I think. Because now you have a Lulu and two it back as well. This front seven is scary. Mate, it's and, and it's much like if you sat there a year ago and said you're gonna get Showbert for a year, he'll do a little bit, and then next year you're gonna get Miles Jack. You're sitting there going, heck hell yeah. I mean. I just, I love the energy. He means business. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Like, you listen to that interview. I've always liked him. I liked him coming out of the draft. I was disappointed when they, he got taken by them. Oh, I, it just, it yeah, it just thrills me to bits. Um, you, know, you know, he's won, yeah. he's, won, he's won four games in two years. Well, that's it. Like, but you heard him say <laughs> it. Like, he, he was just like, he was just like, I want to go somewhere where I can win. Yes. You know? Like that's that's what he wants. Four games like, in two years, he is going to win at least ten or eleven this year with the Steelers, at least because he is a dynamic player. It is one of the best moves I've seen the Steelers make in a long time, and how we are winning the free agent period because you have middle linebacker was a, a missing spot. Like Joe Schobert, I was excited to see Joe come over, and then he laid a duck egg, and nothing happened. Nothing, nothing really exciting happened with Joe. I've never seen someone, you know, tackle tackle a player. Uh, five feet away because he was never there. I, I just got involved. Can you imagine if we had him last year? Oh, it would have been, mate. Do you reckon the Steelers go further if they have him last year? Uh, it'd be hard to get past the Chiefs, but we, I don't know, we might have won the division, yeah, possibly. Um, but we, the, the middle linebacking spot, because Devin Bush just seemed like he didn't want to tackle either, and you need one of them to be a thumper. So I think Miles Jack can be the thumper. 
And and I wouldn't mind seeing some more blitzes from these two. Um, obviously, you now have TJ Watt being the best player or defensive player in the league, and he's going to get after it. Highsmith into his year three, and now we have Brian Flores too, the linebacker, linebacker's coach. Like, what more can you want? Like, this is like the best situation for Miles Jack to come in to be a stealer. Um, like, I'll, I'll put it now. I don't even care who we verse week one. We should win. Because how how amped up and if they're so if they're so ready the defense is ready we should win that game no matter what because because they should the defense should be ready and we don't know about Terrell Edmonds on the on the safety if he's going to stay but if he does stay I'm happy with that right if we get someone else in who's better it, it's, it's even better for us it is it is it is madness on that defense and I, I see what they're doing they they're trying to shore up the defense so whoever does play at QB one if it, if it is Trubisky if he struggles or, or goes well I hope whoever goes well but the defense looks good. It really does. Well, and so this is the thing is like, you know, you talked about him being a thumper. I mean, the guy's had, you know, he's not the traditional buck linebacker, but he's had 513 tackles Damn in like it. in like seven years, right? And in the last four seasons, he had 107, you know, in 2018 where he played 16 games. He had 66 in 11 games in 2019. Then he had 118 in 2020 and 108 in 2021. So he's a tackling machine, right? But also, what I like is that the Steelers have gotten really quick in the middle of the, you know, the middle of the field now. They've gotten really quick at linebacker, you know, and, and yes, Devin Bush has to want to do more, but he started to get a bit of that speed back toward the end of the season. And this is really important because when you're playing sub package, they now have options and they're already talking about, you know, Miles Jack could be, you know, play some, you know, in the box safety, that's kind of stuff as well like that. So I'm really excited um, you know, by by what this move means. And obviously we're tying this to Joe's show, but um, being cut, it's really good in terms of friendliness for the team, um, you know, over the next few years in contract. You know, I just hope we're talking about him signing on in a couple of years because he's done really well. Oh, can you, can, I'm getting a bit of echo through your, through your headset. Yeah, it, honestly, it, it might be someone mowing. Just give me, just give me a second. But I want to go on a bit of a rant about, about this person mowing. We have in our complex. They mow every day. If you if you live in a complex and you mow every day, please don't mow every day. We don't need it. So let me let me just cut myself out for a little bit and I'll come back. That's right. I'll, I'll keep talking. I'll keep talking. <laughs> why we why Mark gets rid of the mower? Um, there's a leaf blower in my you know in my complex. The leaf blower guy goes nuts all the time. Uh, but you know, I think Steelers fans when you sit there and you think about Miles Jack, you think about the Steelers linebackers you know, that we've got now on the roster, you know, there is Spillane who apparently they've done the tender to, uh, Mark, Marcus Allen, um, you know, people know my thoughts on Marcus Allen. If you listen to War Room or you listen to this show, not really that much of a fan of Marcus Allen. Um, hopefully we don't see him sitting there on the roster. But I think when you talk about Miles Jack, I think it goes back to what I was saying there with Mark is that the flexibility in terms of what you can do in the scheme, where Miles Jack, you know, is a surefire tackler. He means business. He wants to be here. Um, you know, and as I say, he wants to be here. Marky D is back, back in action. So, Mark, you wanted to get to the quarterback. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky, Bisky Business, um, hashtag Bisky Business. If you want to go on Twitter, <clears throat> that's what we love. Throwing for almost eleven thousand career yards, sixty-four percent completion rate. Uh, he's throwing sixty-four TDs to thirty-eight interceptions. So he's almost getting to the two to one. Uh, Five hundred forty-five first downs has a career quarterback rating of 87. Um, you know, I think he's a massive plus for the Steelers. Oh, he's a plus, but like, to be honest, man, he's not my, like, he's not the savior. 
Like, look, you, okay, you, you go in to have you had Mason. We always had to find a QB, maybe in the in the the free agent period. And Trubisky to me isn't like the the greatest player. He's a good player, right? But there's still a reason why the he didn't work out with the Bears. Yes, he's got a winning record. But all I want to see, look, I don't care who starts. I'm not a Trubisky hater. I'm not a Mason hater. I just want to see competition at at the at the quarterback position. And what I want to see is, I don't think he, we should give him the reins straight away and say, oh, you've been a, a, a stealer for two days. You are now QB1. I don't think we can fall into that. And if we do really? fall into that, yeah, man. If, if, even if we do fall into that, at least give us the illusion that you had to have a competition to get it. Because why should he come in straight away and just be quarterback one? He hasn't played a snap for the Steelers, right? Mason's been playing with the Steelers for, for five, five years, four years. And he has played, started with the team. Yes, he may have struggled. Yes, he may have like the, some really bad points per game, but he's still been there. And I think there still needs to be a quarter, quarterback uh, competition, even including Haskins. I want to see a, a three, three-man race for the QB1 spot. I don't think we should just give Trubisky the number one uh, QB role straight away after two days of signing. Yes, he got a two-year deal, but I don't think he, he comes in and, and he should straight away be QB1. Okay. Uh, yeah, look, I get it. I mean, I just think like 2020 out of 6-3 and three record, 8-7 and seven in 2019, had an 11-3 record. He's played, he's got playoff experience. I mean, if he depends, you can't really count the Buffalo game. Um, I just, for me though, like, you know, you think about Chicago, do you really think they had it better going on than what the Steelers have got? Like the Steelers are a better environment. The Steelers have a better defense. I mean, yes, wide receiver and people brought up in the live chat needs a little bit of work. You know, the the Bears didn't – they had a decent running back at the time. I'm trying to think about who that was. I know Jordan Howard had a good year one of those years. But, like, they've got Najee Harris. You know, he's got Najee Harris at the Steelers. He's got a tight end that he can throw to um, in Freemuth. And I know, you know, the Bears had some decent tight ends as well over that period. But, like, you know, I, I agree with you on having competition. But I think the competition will come because I think they're going to – I do honestly think if the right guy's there, they're going to draft someone. And I think that's where the competition comes from. Do you know why I say this? I say this now because the minute he struggles in week one or week two, what are we going to do? Oh, okay. The the fans, the minute he struggles in week one or week two, they will hate on him. Yeah. They won't won't like him. They will get rid of him. That's what we do as still fans. We, We love this guy. We hate that guy. That's why I say it. You can't, you know, um, what's that guy say? You want to you want to crown him, man. You know, you can't crown the guy straight away being QB1 because the minute he loses in week one, throws interceptions and does all this jazz, then we will lose value in him and we will go, oh, it's, we have to go Mason now. That's what I'm trying to say, man, because there's no point getting like all, all amped up and hyped up that he's going to be our franchise guy. We've, we've only signed him for two years. Right. Well, I, yeah, I think I agree that there's some hype. I just, I don't, I'm not saying he's going to be, our, you know, the franchise savior. But that's what it feels like a little bit. Like, like we've already given him QB one spot right now. Now I hope and, w- and wish that we get the best player, of, like whoever can play for us, right? But the minute that he struggles in, in game one, two or three, then we will, we will say, oh, this would be the worst sign. Why do we do this? So I want a QB competition with Haskins, Rudolph and, and, uh, and Mitch, all three of them. And then when they earn that through the preseason, or when they start to hear reports that he's doing really well with this with these receivers, then I'll start to buy into that situation. But right now, I just don't want to really entertain the idea of him being QB one. It's sitting in what are we March? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't look. I don't care if that doesn't appeal to people. I don't care. That's just the way I feel. That's the way I feel about my team. All right. 
But fair enough. I like I I, I agree with pumping the brakes a little bit on him. I just I, I think it's it's I, March. Okay, okay. When you when you talk deep into the camera, it echoes really bad. It's intense. When you went on that rant before, it was really weird for the audio guys. I apologize. All right. Well then, I'm gonna ask you the question then. Where if we had had Mason, where were you thinking this? How many wins did you think the Steelers were gonna get before Trubisky came? What was the range? I think, I think we went through this, or we, we talked about. Yeah, this. yeah. I, I was thinking about. Uh, I think ten and seven. I think a wild card was before Mitch. Yep, and now with right. Mitch, eleven and six. Okay, only only one or two improvement. It's really going to come down to the defense and running the football because I do, I do see similar qualities with both Mitchell and uh, and Mason. They're very similar, right? In my opinion. Uh, all right. Yeah. No. No. Oh, I uh, I think Trubisky's got a much better arm than Mason. I think. Yeah, he's got a he's got a stronger arm, but they're still quite as mobile. They're still. Uh, oh, like, but, I, I, again, I like. I think it's Trubisky's not like bringing in like more... a, G, a Jimmy G. A Jimmy G would would be clear starter over over Rudolph. Really? Oh, yeah, I think this moves it, twenty times better than bringing in Jimmy. Well, G. I don't even really like Jimmy G that much, but he's he's much. Uh, he's a he's a better winner. Been been to a Super Bowl than than Mitchell. Yeah, but he. Oh no! Nah, I'm picking Trubisky every time. The upside really? of Trubisky, hundred percent. May, look, maybe it's a little bit it's a little bit shielded with the contract, but when I think of when I think of Jimmy Garoppolo, I think of teams where he's he's had stacked teams. Man, yeah, come on, you're picking yeah, Jimmy but- Garoppolo over over Mitch Trubisky, even the I mean monetary side like this deal's way better. But like, really? Well, I'm not I'm not really a fan. I'm not really a fan of like Jimmy that much either, right? But I'm just saying in comparison. That Rudolph to to Mitchell Trubisky is that not much different, right? Because what we're going to yeah. try and lean on is the defense in the run game, and then the play action pass. And Mitchell could be the game manager, or Rudolph can be the game manager. There is not like, not a big big difference for bringing someone in, but that's why I'm happy they only got in for two years, and it was only yeah. a small contract, right? But if they wouldn't if they wouldn't sign Jimmy G, which I didn't want that to happen anyway, but if they did, they would have paid all the money and all the draft picks, and he would have been a clear day one starter. In my view, yeah. Look, and I agree with you. That, and this is the theme of the whole the whole free agency f- so far, which is great. And I think it's fair from Colbert too, because he won't be the GM in two years, very likely. You know, is that they're not locked into anything, um, which is which I think is really awesome. Is it's, it's sort of two years, and if it doesn't work, then we're all right. Um, okay, well, let's go to that. It makes sense then before we get to Levi Wallace. Let's go to the offensive line. So James Daniels and Mason Cole. Uh, what did you think? I want to start with Mason Cole. What did you think of the Mason Cole signing? Well, to be very honest, I didn't know who he was. I had no idea yeah. who the guy was. <laughs> um, but I like it. I like to bring uh, – I think that that needed to happen too to, to, to help out the depth there and maybe even possible starter. Uh, I liked his interview coming into the Steelers, but I'm not an offense, offensive line guy. I liked it. I thought he was a, a good pickup. Another another small contract too. Another kind of what, two-year, three-year deal for the offensive line. Yeah. Um, we need competition there. And now these fellas kind of know who they are. They're all around the same age, 25, 26. Um, I think he's been there, uh, played for the Vikings for a little bit too, and the Cardinals as, as well. Um, yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's either going to be, you know, Mason to Mason or or <laughs> or it's going to be James Daniels to Trubisky, which they also work together as well. And my favorite, I think you might go on to this next, but my favorite is James Daniels. He's 
That was well, yeah, crazy. that's what I want to go into. Oh, like man. James Daniels. So over the cap did one of those reports and they projected him to get a five-year deal, 10 and a half per year, 28 guaranteed. The Steelers got him on, on three years, guaranteed of like 8.75. Uh, and they got him at four million this year, eleven million in the following two seasons. So we, we're paying an extra six hundred grand more in two years' time, with the caps going up exponentially. We're only paying four million this year. I mean, yes, it's not over the five years where there'd be more guaranteed money um, and a bigger contract, which would spread that ten million out. But man, the contract is great too. I mean, it's fantastic. I, I think he's a great player. Uh, I've, I've seen bits of him play throughout the last. Uh, four years with the Bears, and yeah. I saw you know once once he signed, you go and see all the highlights. And he's like, to me, he looks like a stealer. He looks I love like that a bit where he like smacks the guy down. Oh, there's <laughs> you the one where... clip going around where he just runs through to the second level, and he like rest like wrestling move like coat hanging to the chest, like boom. I think that might have been the one versus the Raiders, but uh, yeah, he's a, to me, he's a stealer. He looks like a a, a Pittsburgh stealer uh, through and through, black and gold. He's ready to go. He's he's um quite humble. Plug and play and I, day one. Yes, I think he's already he's ready to go, and that gives me much more hope too in this offensive line and this offense that we can start to move the ball, um in on in the first drive and in the first quarter, the kickoff we can start to score points, and if we do have the QB one with Trubisky or Rudolph or Haskins, don't forget Haskins to me could also be the 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 you know the the lonely sheep in the corner saying oh am I allowed to play and then he comes out I don't know. Like I actually, I don't. I want to ask you a question, man. You put me on the spot the whole time. Do you think that Trubisky plays all seventeen games? Like the he start? No, but I've said that before. Well, before Trubisky was on the roster, remember I said no, no quarterback for the Steelers will play more than ten games, yeah. right? And so with Trubisky, I would say, if we're not talking playoffs, I would say you're looking anywhere between fourteen and sixteen. But and that's right. assuming he doesn't get injured, right? Because I think, you know. I think the Steelers are going to have to spell people. And what I'm what I'm saying in that 14, for example, 14 games, 14 games total. So he might play half a game in some respects. He might play will not play the third quarter for a couple of weeks. That's what we want to do. Um, and so I think they're the things. If you want to use him, you want to get him into that run game. You you know, there's the 17th game. Depending on where you have the buy as well, that's going to affect it. I mean, I'm not over this. I would just rather we go 18 games. A buy every nine weeks. I just think this. I just think the NFL would be so much better for it. But anyway. oh, right in the half. Yeah, that'd be yeah. Good. I think they should do a buy, like in the like when the um, Premier League in England goes off for a couple of weeks yeah, and people yeah, play yeah. international games. You know I mean, just have a week in the middle of the season where it resets because it gives teams a chance to get players back. It's better product on the field. The players can then would then agree to the eighteen games, two or three preseason. I just right. think, and I expand it to eight teams in the playoffs. Like I, there's, I just think 17 games and seven teams in the playoffs. It's just, it, I don't like it. You're playing, you're playing nine break nine, which makes yeah. a lot of sense. Hundred percent. Because otherwise, don't some teams get buys at week 15 or week 14? Yeah, and some like, some of them get them at like week five and six. <laughs> it's Pittsburgh Steelers. Some teams don't even get them at all. <laughs> that was us, wasn't it? We got we got mucked around. Yeah, that's it. Oh, Steeler Chicks joining us live. Hey, Steeler Chick 46. Um, you, you catch us live every now and again. Yeah, look, I think it's James Daniels. So what do you think the offensive line looks like? I mean, Wes had a line in the live chat that had more green Cole Daniels Acora for. I'm just going to say this. Dave and I have said this before. I think Jeff Benedict's on it too. 
it's going to be very hard for Green to play guard if you don't think he's going to play center. I I know that I, I tipped him last year to be drafted. I know I'm a Green fan. I know that he didn't do that well last year. Like he needed to improve on last year. But everyone's just given up on Kendrick Green. We gave up on Cameron Haywood after one year. We gave up on Troy Polamalu. <laughs> like, people need to just take, give him a little bit of time, right? But I, I don't know. I, for me, it's more, I would like to see Daniels go left, give Dotson a chance at right, but they're interchangeable. Then you've got a nice competition between Green and Cole. And then, yeah, you've probably got a core for, um, you know, a, a right tackle. But yeah, what right. The only thing really is a center to me is like who's going to play left, who's going to play right. Like I, I you know, uh, it doesn't really matter to me who plays left or right. This be those two maulers, man, Dotson and uh, and Daniels are maulers, dude. They are just incredible. Um, left and right tackle done. So who's our center? Does it really matter? Maybe we, you know, the center won't start seventeen games, sixteen games. The center may be interchangeable from Cole and uh, Green. I think you start with Green though because you had him last year, and then have Cole as the as the depth mm. and then things happen, injuries or, you know, tie, uh, playing, he's not playing well enough, then, you know, change him out, bring him back in. It's going to be, it won't be the same offensive line the whole year anyway. We, we no. learn that with, with these things every year. Um, injuries and just, you know, poor play or, or better play from others uh, or schematic wise too. But I think you'll see Dotson and Daniels playing pretty much the whole time and even more, more played most of the time last year. He was fantastic. And who is, whoever's going to be better in the run game too, to that second level, can we start to pull the guard more like we used to with Fanica? Can we get to the second level with Dotson and those fellas? Can we start to use the tight ends more too? Um, we all know that Eric Ebron's going or gone. He's, I have heard nothing about him. He won't be back. Oh, he's Muth, gone. See you later, gone, alligator. Gone, yeah, he's gone. you got uh, Muth and Gentry. They're going to rely more on that that run, That hopefully that tight end set with the run, the, the eye-back formation. It's going to be – it should be old. This, to me, is like old-school – Still a uh, mentality that we miss. We have the defense where they need to turn the ball over more than two times, and it has to happen, honestly. We have to, you know, we've got to start scoring points on defense, and we need to, to move the chains on first down so they can rest. And you, and you do do that with a with a guy like Teresi coming in um, that can, you know, be a more of a game manager and have that, have that experience, right? And that offensive line will do better. It will do much better with Najee going to year two. We, we are looking pretty good for a team who's meant to be fourth in the AFC North because we are the worst team out of all of them now. Well, I think you, two things you hit the nail on the head for, for me, is like making sure the run game works so the defense can actually have a rest. The defense can't continue to play this number of snaps. I've said this throughout the offseason. If you're going to do this, you're going to ruin Haywood, Fitzpatrick, and, and TJ because they're just going to get injured. Like this is, this is silly at this point in time. But secondly... Trubisky extends plays a lot more than Mason, and that's why I think they're going to grind out a few more wins as well. So I'm actually really excited, um, you know, from that perspective as well, because that'll help. That'll help the drives. That'll take the pressure off Najee, um, you know, to a degree as well. So the last guy I want to get to, and then we've probably got time for a couple of questions, um, is Levi Wallace. Which I'm really upset. I wanted to see Dante Jackson um, potentially them go after him. He did end up staying at the Panthers, which I think is interesting. And they, then they didn't keep Gilmore. Um, but interview with Levi Wallace, an undrafted free agent. Um, he almost came to the Steelers um, instead of the instead of the Bills at that time. Instead, he did go to the Bills, where at the time they had some changes going on in their secondary, and he got some time to to really do well. Um, two interceptions the last three years running. Uh, you look at some of his advanced stats, you know, he's not allowed a quarterback rating over 80, 86. 
um, in his four years in the league. He only allows a completion rate of, you know, somewhere between 50 to 60%, depending on the year, which is pretty good. Um, doesn't really miss tackles, you know, doesn't allow a lot of, a lot of yards either. I mean, he's, yeah, I just thought this was a terrific, terrific get at outside corner. Oh, big time. Great signing for Wallace come in. And also, you know, short cheap. The, yeah, exactly. It's all been very similar, similar, right? Uh, and also with, with Witherspoon now, I think we still have Sutton there and Mollette. So we have four corners. So we go into the draft, maybe get a corner and, yep. and see how we go. We still have Trey Norwood who can play a bit of corner too or, or, or safety. Yep. I, I think the only one they're really missing at, like, honestly, this defense, this is, this is, I'm so excited to see this defense play because the only m- missing piece I think we have now, or at least for the, the whole identity of the defense, not saying that, you know, that a killer Witherspoon or Wallace is like the, the best thing since sliced bread, right? They're good pieces on this defense, but is the safety. And if we don't get, if we, if we don't get uh, uh, Edmonds back, then we find someone better for sure. That's great. If we do get Edmonds back, it's still a top 10, I think top five defense. And they need to play that way. They need to play with that, that, uh, that spirit and that passion, because I think Wallace coming in, if he's going to be QB too, like I saw some of his highlights too, and I've, I've actually seen him play a few games with the reversing us. I think he got a pick versus us last year. Yeah. Um, he seems very physical. He seems around the ball. He seems on the money most times. He's uh, yeah, wants to tackle. He's 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 like he's pretty good, right? I, I think it's a pretty good upgrade. We all think now that from the the cryptic uh, tweets that Joe Hayden's gone, and it makes sense. You, you know, we did it with Troy, where we kept Troy one or two years longer, and that didn't really work for our defense. The defense was slow um, on the back end for the last two years. Joe's probably gone. Thanks, Joe, mate. We appreciate you. But we now have Witherspoon at one or two or Wallace. And, and Sutton's still in there. And Sutton's been a stealer for a long time. So it makes a lot of sense, right? Well, I think it pushes, it pushes Sutton into the into the slot, right? It pushes, exactly. it pushes Sutton exactly. inside now, right? Which I think is yeah. a good thing. Um, I also think, you know, when you look at this, I definitely think they're in the realms of corner for the, for the draft. Um, wide receiver. Obviously, we haven't really talked about that with the acquisitions. But going back to that defense, you know, the the people on this list that wasn't mentioned was Montrevious Adams. And I agree with you. I'm, I'm hyped on the defense. The only thing for me right now is, is Tua actually coming back? Because if Tua's not coming back, why the hell haven't we done something to replace that? So he has to. He has that's to the bit. Yeah. And, and even if he isn't, right, let's assume they know something we don't and things aren't going that well. At 20 they can go get a guy. Like, they could go get a Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia, right? They can go get a Travis Jones. Like They, they can fix that line, but they can do that because they have Montrevious Adams as well. As I said, there are some transaction steals I've had, like Montrevious Adams, that we haven't necessarily talked about deeply on the show, but we're going off what the Steelers actually have on their website as fully agreed, not being, you know, all the paperwork's being signed, basically. So that's that was the premise for this week's show. Um, Mark, we've got a couple of minutes left. You know, you said C for competent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how about a rating? How about this? Do a bit differently. How about a rating uh, out of 100? 100 being perfect and like one being obviously, <laughs> obviously just in the, in the. So I can't say 50, pass or no. fail. <laughs> uh, I like it, man. 70. I reckon, I reckon they've done really well, to be honest. My favorite on the offense is, is James Daniels. And my favorite on the defense is Miles Jack. Yeah, that's it, man. Because if this team doesn't win up, this defense is healthy going to the playoffs, and I don't care if they play in the playoffs. If they don't win a playoff game, like I say it, every, I say it every year, we're in serious trouble, dude. We're in serious trouble if the defense can't win a playoff game. Come on, man. We are like this is two. It's back. Alulu's back. 
um, depth behind him, Montrevious Adams. You know, I think Wormley might still be in there, those kind of guys, like the, the guy guys, you know. Uh, yeah. Highsmith needs to prove a big year three. You know, his mates can't go do everything. Two great corners, or sorry, two good corners, like, you know, solid corners. Minka can start to run around now, and Terrell comes back. It's a, it's a top 10. It has to be. Yeah, I got, I got them about 80 because I think that the, the acquisitions they have made make them give them so much more flexibility in the draft. And we talk about the Steelers you wanting to right. fill yep. the needs, right? They only need to hit two or three guys in this draft. And you're like, next, like, I'm looking forward to, I know, like, I'm obviously looking forward to this season. But you think about next year with Highsmith in a year four, Deontay in a year four, the rookies that we had last year in, in their year three, like, this team is starting, it is starting to build. And, and I think the Steelers are going out and picking who can they get, what can they do. And, you know, as the rest of the league, and we haven't touched on the rest of the, um, sorry, I mean the rest of the division, which we haven't really touched on, which is good. I want to talk about Steelers. I'm done hearing. If I switch on anything about the NFL right now, I'm hearing about everyone else in our division. But the Steelers are building a competent team. And that's what's going to be needed because there's no point, like, the, the in the NFL of us having... You know, you know, look at the AFC West with all the quarterbacks they're having. You're just going to have shootouts. But we have a defense. Like, everyone's like, oh, oh yeah. the, you know, the Browns oh, yeah. investing in Deshaun Watson. That's great. But when TJ Watt's putting him on his ass, you know, several yeah. times a game and destroying drives, does it matter? And this is the thing that I'm really excited by. So, I don't know, I'm interested to see how this secondary comes together. You, you know, everyone's talking about safety. Is it Tyron Matthew? Is it Tremaine Edmonds? Not Tremaine Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds. For an slip, I do really like Tremaine Edmonds. Um you know, I think this safety position is the next one they've got to fill. But don't don't be don't be surprised to see the Steelers maybe if they don't get these guys or Terrell signs contract someone else. You know, they could go trade. Like I I could see them go. I could see Colbert if that was the gap. I would see Colbert going and trading. But I like Landon Collins. The fact he's available makes me really happy. Um, I in some ways prefer him if it's team friendly than Matthew Tyron Matthew. The thing about Tyron Matthew for me is like, I like the fact that if you look at Edmonds, he's got the chemistry with Minka. Minka can play the way he wants to play. There's probably a little bit unknown with Tyron Matthew, but the the offense would have to scheme for Tyron Matthew. And can you imagine having to try and scheme for Tyron Matthew, Miles Jack in there as well, and Minka Fitzpatrick while you've yeah, got Haywood to it and TJ Watt coming down on you, plus Highsmith, the unknown. I mean, far out. It makes sense, though, because all the other AFC North teams, we play them six times a year. They went, the, you know, the offensive route, and they got Amari Cooper, they got Watson, all those guys, they got Jackson, they got, you know, Jerry Brewer. They got all those dudes over there, right? Which, I, man, that nickname is almost it's almost a, uh, a slander or, or a slang. I got Jerry Brewer. I hate the name. I, just, I can't say that. But they got all the offensive guys, right? But we have the defense now. We have, like, a, a, a crazy steel defense. And, yes, these fellas need to turn up and play because they haven't been doing it last few years. They have, like, what? you know, almost uh, 150 yards a game running, but they'll get back at it. And the additions of uh, uh, Miles, Jack and Wallace and, and, and um, you know, shoring up Witherspoon, all these guys, man, it's going to make it better. Devin Bush coming back from the off, off season two will make it better. And Brian Flores too, the, the coach, it just, it all feels like, like I'm telling you right now, we have like that first game. I like, I want to see them not give up 20 points. Like go back yeah. to the old still mentality where you shut down the run, force them to pass, pick off a pass, or get them in third, third and 10, third and 15. So, like, I think that's going to happen. And TJ is going to get even better this year. Like, he's just a freak. He's a freak. So, if 
Like, and the other thing too is there's guys like Larry Ogunjobi who didn't pass the medical. Like, give him another month. You know, if like, let's say if two, it doesn't come back. You go in and get like a guy like Larry Ogunjobi on the cheap, like Akeem Hicks. You know, although I can't remember if I saw that Akeem Hicks actually has signed a deal or not somewhere. I saw us talk about it on Twitter. Um, you know, and and with people talking about wide receiver, you know, like Traylon Burks is a guy, like you add a guy, you add him into this team, you know, that, that, that'd be terrific. But there are a lot of players you can add in that would be terrific. Um, but with that, Mark, I think that wraps up this week's Steelers touch down under as always. Go Steelers.